It's disturbing video, the last minutes of George Floyd's life, as witnesses desperately plead with cops to get off his neck. This is America. Radical left criminals, thugs, and others don't will not be allowed to set no, communities ablaze. This is America. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! Look what I'm whipping up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. My area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. This is America as we know it. I'm Ashley. And I'm Dylan. As we said in our introduction episode, we want to bring in different voices, um, different perspectives. And those perspectives, in some cases, are of privilege. And those perspectives are, in some cases, you know, um, completely different than what we experience or what we um, think. So our very first guest is Dave Mann, who you can hear on 610 WTVN. And it is perceived as being a right leaning yeah. radio station. We can fair. say that, right? Yeah. Um, I think with uh, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, <laughs> Mark Levin, I think you can come to that conclusion. absolutely <laughs> come to that conclusion. So we wanted to get a different perspective than what we would have. One of the, the big things lately have been, you know, protests. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of wanted to get your take on what's been going on. I know you filled in for Blazer and I was listening and you guys played the call of the person, the dispatch that called and the lady on the dispatch said that they weren't allowed to essentially, they were supposed to leave the protesters They were alone. told, well, she said they were told to stand down. Yes. And the guy was like, oh, like, you know, they're doing, they're doing wheelies and stuff. Is this protesting? And I guess what, when you and Josh and Demetrius Stanley was on there with you guys as well, mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like... And I don't, I don't think you feel this way, but I feel like for certain people, the way you guys were talking, it came across as that's what the protesting is right now. It's just a bunch of, you know, nonsense and, 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 you know, and you guys brought up the looting and all that stuff. And I just, I guess, wanted to see your perspective on the protest because someone like Ashley, who's actually like been down there in protest, I don't think that she's popping wheelies in the middle of the street or I mean, you didn't see me. I don't know. I've seen some videos. So I guess guess from your, what I'm asking is from your perspective, what is like a general sense of what's been going on? Well, I absolutely believe that there are valid protests going on at the state house, but I also believe they're being hijacked and overshadowed by a bunch of knuckleheads that are down there to create anarchy and are just looking to exploit the situation. Sadly, I think that the valid protesting down there is being overshadowed by the irresponsible protesting. And I think all I think those people are doing a terrible disservice to the legitimate protests that are happening at the state house. So, do you support the legitimate protests that are happening? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. The, the First Amendment does say to peacefully protest. People have a right to peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I think it was a week ago today, that people went to the state house, uh, dipped their hands in, in red, um, they said acrylic paint, mm-hmm. and were putting handprints on, on the pillars of the state house. To me, that's vandalism. That, that's not peaceful protesting. That's vandalizing. And there was an argument, well, it's no big deal because it just washes right off. That apparently wasn't the case because they had to come in with power washers to remove. If you have to power wash something off, mm-hmm. that, that's vandalism. That, that's destruction of property. If it literally, if you could dump a bottle of water on it or, or take a rag and, and wipe it and it was gone, 
Okay, fine. I, I get that they're trying to make a statement, but I don't think people have carte blanche to go and deface the pillars of the state house uh, in the name of protest. I think there's a lot of people that are peacefully protesting or have peacefully protested and they feel like their voices are still not being heard and they're kind of taking it to a new level. I'm not trying to defend what they're doing or anything like that, but at the same time, I can kind of sympathize and it's like, okay, we've been doing, you know, this peacefully for this amount of time and we feel like our voices aren't being heard and they're going through to a different method of having their voices heard. I, I absolutely believe that. I, I hear that. And, and there is some validity to that because w- what does peaceful protesting get you? You get relegated to the fourth page of the newspaper yep. or, or, or B-roll or, yeah, there were protesters downtown. There's, you know, three seconds of footage and then on to the next story. And I don't know where that fine line is. I mean, I, I, I am against, you know, the destruction of property. And, and mm-hmm. where is that fine line from staying peaceful and, and not becoming irrelevant? I, I, I don't know. So let's talk Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling. That caused a lot of controversy, nailing during the national anthem, you know, and that was a big no-no for the NFL. That was mm-hmm. a big no-no for a lot of people. People were burning Nike, right? Yeah, um, and his jerseys, and, yeah. you know, they support him. He's a Nike athlete, and, you know, they were burning his stuff and saying, oh, I'm not buying Nike because they support Colin Kaepernick, and they did that whole campaign with him. Exactly. Overall, I guess, what are your thoughts on the Colin Kaepernick situation? Uh, he, okay, Colin Kaepernick, um, I, I do not believe... He should be kneeling during the national anthem. I don't believe any player should be kneeling during the national anthem because people make a direct uh, connotation to, to the flag. If he wants to protest, why don't they take a knee right before kickoff? I think because what you said earlier, it gets regulated to page four and B-roll if they if he's, you know, conceding to what people want and he's like, OK, I won't do it during the national anthem then because people want to make the correlation well, well, that, that he's not even making and has said that it's not a correlation to the flag or veterans. Him and other players that have kneeled have come out and said, he time said that, and time but, again. But, but he's insisted on, on not dealing at all with with possibly moving it, which which says to me he's intentionally trying to inflame that issue. Going back to what you said, you said you were okay with peaceful protest. Isn't that considered a peaceful protest? He's not hurting anybody. He's not he's not vandalizing anything. Isn't it's, it's that a, the definition of a peaceful protest? So it's if, a peaceful protest that he he is intentionally he he's trying to draw ire and, and it, by by di- directly insisting if if it's going to be linked to the national anthem. I don't think that makes people willing to listen to the conversation. I mean. Because in my opinion, you know, the media gets accused of, you know, pushing liberal agendas all the time. But I think the fact that him kneeling was offensive to the flag and offensive to to veterans and whatnot was a a right propaganda media pushing pushing their views on that. And the the point that I make to people that are like, oh, you know, this is this is not fair to veterans or the flag. And you probably know this, but it was, you know, a retired Navy SEAL, I believe, that he consulted with and he wanted to sit during the national anthem. And that guy told him, no, that's disrespectful. I think you should take a knee. So an actual veteran told him to take a knee, but people want to be the voice of veterans, yet he went directly to to a veteran and got his opinion and somehow he's still disrespecting veterans in some people's minds. I just don't 
I don't get how it's disrespectful to veterans when he literally went to a veteran. He told you what his intentions are. He told you what it was and what it wasn't. And people still want to be like, no, this is what you're doing. And this is what it's about. When he clearly from the beginning said this is about police brutality and racial injustice in this country and nothing else. And people still want to tell him what his kneeling is representing. I would like to kind of bring it back to the entire point of protesting the fact that, you know, for the past week, right, we've said that the protests have erupted a little bit more and been like more in the news and more scary, right? Because we're, we're seeing violence. We're seeing a, a scooter being thrown at police. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've, we're seeing police macing people when, you know, the mayor came out and said that that would not happen for peaceful protests. You know, before that, things kind of died down for a little bit, right? We mm-hmm. had peaceful protests happening downtown, but those weren't making the news, mm-hmm. right? And right. the entire point of protesting is that, you know, we do have very, very public situations and a very public history of there being racial injustice. Unfortunately, it it seems like it's condoned by the government, right? And as a person of color, as a lot of people of color, as black people, we see that the system does not help us. And so when we're having peaceful protests and those aren't making the news... Where do we go from there? We can't kneel during the flag, um, which seems peaceful. And we go toe to toe on that. Right. Like, but we can't be downtown being peaceful. What do we do? I, I don't know. I mean, people have got to know they've got an amazing tool at their fingertips called the Internet. That That's true. But <laughs> like, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, come on. You know, I mean, people if people are bothered by stuff, then, then people should be motivated to, to do things in their own right. And it's never been easier than it is now to find out information. That's that's very true. You can find whatever information you want on to, the internet, to back but... whatever opinion you <laughs> exactly, want to support. Exactly. We are also a source of information. We're the radio. And so no, I, I get that. So but a lot of people, it doesn't come as easily to them. I was I was at Walgreens just yesterday and there was a woman who they were out of ads on on the ad rack. And the guy who worked at Walgreens said it's all digital now. And she was like, I don't have digital. That That's true. There yeah, are so a- many people who don't. And so, you know, free radio, of course, that's going to be a huge source of information for somebody. And so for people who need to be educated but don't have access to those resources, they they need to be told how to move forward. And I, I think we in radio maybe have a responsibility to put that in front of them. As you grow older, um, you compile your life experiences, you deal with stuff, and it may or may not change your mind. And I don't know a lot about your personal lives, but myself, I mean, I'm in my mid-50s. For for as much as I would like to stay up on every single issue and event and try to read every single side of the story. There's just not time in our lives. You you both know working here requires long hours, right? Yeah, true. And then when when you go home and like I said, you're you're taking your kid to soccer practice or or you're leading your life and you're you 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 want to have family time. At the end of the day, when you plop down and you go. I finally have some me time. Am I going to read seven different news sources about all the world's events and and try to come to a 
my own conclusion. I, I, I think it's life experiences that change people. And there, there's a lot of people that there, there's people out there that don't even know people of color and never interact with them. Yeah. And so they never find out, they never get a glimpse of what that person's life is like or what some of the experiences that they go through. You know, if, if that situation presents itself, then they go, wow, I, I never knew. I never thought, you know, does that crap really still go on here? Um, you know, Bubba Wallace and this whole thing. Shocking discovery in NASCAR. Bubba Wallace's garage in Talladega, a noose was found there. And this comes less than two weeks after the circuit's only black driver pushed to get the Confederate flag banned from events. He made a statement the other day that he'll be out driving a personal vehicle. And I'm sure he has a very expensive high-end car and and people have remarked to him that that's not your car is it like like (laughs) you're black how could you i i never in a million years could could like say that to say i i just i couldn't think that way about somebody but he says that happens to him and i don't doubt that it does and and until you talk to somebody and find out people really do get treated that way it it mystifies you and and dave man Dylan and I get treated that way. I I worked at a few different places last year, and I had significant experiences where people did not believe I was in the position that I was supposed to be. And, you know, but then in the same situation, someone who was my equal, who was white and a woman, would come up and they believed that they worked there. Stuff like that, you know. They're like, you're you're the person who just put who put together my event. We get treated in various ways that we wouldn't be treated in if we were not of color. I want to go back to what you were saying. You go home, you have a family and you sit and you plop down. And do you really want to turn on the news and decide, hey, am I going to have my news served to me this way or this way? Right. But as a black man, as a person of color, as a person who is different, they don't have that choice. They sit down and whether they see the news or not, they're affected by it no matter what. I'm a peaceful person, just like Dylan was saying, I'm peaceful as hell. And like, I barely make a noise in the hallway, you know, and and I've gotten looks, um, glares even um, in the past few weeks here. Here in Columbus. I happen to live in Upper Arlington, so I don't want to make any mm-hmm. generalizations, but there are not a lot of people of color there. And when I go to the stores, there are there's a certain just a certain glare I've been getting. And and maybe maybe that's not something that you've experienced, maybe, or I feel like we all know you see, that like, glare. You know, this is obviously a podcast and they can't see Dave Mann's face. I feel like he doesn't understand. And <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. You like know, we yeah. you know, we also talked about growing up in rural areas where there aren't a lot of people of color and we were people of color there and i feel like every time i went to the grocery store that people were staring at me like huh yeah what, like, are, you what are you doing, doing here, here? Why? maybe people in general might think oh like that's not really a big deal people are staring at you so what and 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 we were talking about on the the first podcast where i had an experience with police that in in the, that same rural area where I was getting discriminated against. I used to come home from my girlfriend's house really late and they would pull me over time and time again. I think I counted 20 times in a calendar year where they pulled me over and asked me the same questions and and would give me, you know, they didn't give me fake citations, but hey, your taillight was out. And then I would go home and look at it and be like, huh, my taillight's not out. Or they would say I was going left of center. They would always find an excuse to pull me over. Yeah. And, and there was even a time that 
that my it wasn't even my car it was my girlfriend's car and I was driving it and they searched it for drugs and even brought the canine unit in and it was just probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life and like Ashley was saying that those are the type of situations that we feel like if we didn't look the way we look that it would never have even happened to us what we're trying to say is that like when you go home and you watch the news you have the ability to be like i don't want to deal with this right now i have other stuff and people like us we don't have the ability to say we don't want to look at this because this is our lives i will never know uh because i am a white male i i don't know what it would be like to face that day in and day out for for life Dylan and I are both surrounded by people as well who are white and who also don't know. So we do have a little bit of that view. But I think sometimes it's it's hard and sometimes we feel people don't care that that we have those experiences and people don't care that they have not experienced something like what we do and they just brush it off and turn it off and go away, you know. And so it is honestly, I'll say it's refreshing to hear that, you know, that you don't know and that it sucks and you know that um we don't we obviously don't want black people to be targeted you you just want to live like everybody else well you want to live what you see your white counterparts living is that a fair statement you don't want special treatment you just want to be equal equal so today we heard how dave man knows america yeah and it's, it's very different than how we know America. If you saw it, if you could see it in his face, he was shocked at these normal, everyday experiences for us that, that deem insane to him, right? And I think that's the whole point of what we're trying to do here is so that people can see the different perspectives of what's going on right now. Yeah. You know, we obviously don't know that line um, between peaceful protests and protests that are going to be listened to, actually paid attention to, make news and make change. We don't have that answer, but what we do have is resources. Yeah. So if you guys want more info, just visit our Facebook page and we'll have some links up there. Things you can do, um, organizations that you can donate to, uh, even just articles you can read to gain a better understanding and of course we hope throughout this podcast you'll be able to get more from the stories that we tell and the stories of the guests that we bring on thanks so much to dave man thanks so much to you for listening this is america as we know it this is america don't get you slipping no police be tripping no yeah this is america guns in my area my area i got the strap i gotta carry them